Hello, everybody, and welcome to How Do You Hustle with Cami Dimitrova, a podcast where I interview comedians about their day jobs. Joining me is the one and only Lane Coibin. Happy to be here. Thank you for having boo, me, boo, boo. Of course, we do live together, so it's pretty easy to schedule these things. All right. All right. Cammy, what do you got in store for us today? You have such an exciting <laughs> show. You have such an amazing guest. Your <laughs> questions, as always, are perfect. So what, what is coming up? in the pipeline today. again i can't stress enough i do not pay him to say these things he's just saying them because he's nice my memo is private okay um wow well today look look well first of all check in where we're at you know we launched one episode already this year big win for, for yeah. us it would have been easy for <laughs> you know the new iteration of how do you hustle the rest on its laurels after right. the episode with laura ah yes did um but you know yeah we're it's it's more of a loose um you know release schedule loose you know we're sort of just playing it by ear whenever we feel like we're excited you know about an interview or we want to release something that's the way we're going to do it so if you're looking for structure you got the wrong show and if you're looking for a patreon <laughs> text us <laughs> exactly um but yeah we hope everyone is staying safe and healthy we're all getting through this together it has been quite a year um and you know i think where you're at is where you're supposed to be and you're doing great. So just want you to know that. Okay. That's great. That's right. And where you're supposed to be is at our Patreon. <laughs> okay. We're plugging the Patreon. All right. Um, okay. So let's just get to our guest today. So excited to uh, talk to her. So we have Chrissy Shackelford on. Oh, the, the literal queen. I mean, the queen, right? Where do we even begin? I mean, her, we we already know her. We love her. She has done so much. Um, but we, you know, if you don't know Chrissy, which would be a cuckoo, she is a brilliant writer and performer in New York. She is currently a staff writer on Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Heard of it? Whoa. Whoa. Huge, huge. Um, and she's just been, you know, she's done all the UCB things from, you know, being a character performer on Characters Welcome to then being a teacher, um, for characters and, you know, before that doing improv. Um, so she, she's brilliant. She's done it all. And, done it all. Yeah. She, and then, some. and then some. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with Chrissy, we talk about, you know, we do tap into her, her, uh, experience with day jobs in New York, you know, moving here, sort of, you know, having big dreams to obviously succeed in comedy, get a job in comedy, walking us through how that happened for her, obviously having gigs that she didn't love doing. Yeah. She talks to us about getting, figuring out your own path, finding out the things you love to do, pursuing your particular avenue yeah in comedy which i find really interesting yeah what is best for you right when one thing isn't working how to shift um which was really cool and then she also talks about um staying ready that was like a big theme of hers is like always be ready you never know when an opportunity is going to come your way and when it does they're going to want you to you know show them your your pilot your scripts your ABR, folks <laughs> a b r a b r always be ready. always be ready <laughs> Yeah, Christy's amazing. She talked about getting to know new coworkers in comedy. Mm -hmm. Similar, you know, you may have this experience with Sketch or any other comedy job. It's like getting to know and vibing with your fellow comedians over Zoom, which is our unfortunate new reality, but also cool that we're still doing it. Yes, vibing with people on Zoom. Um, yeah, so just living in this new world uh, uh, with her new job and also taking us back to where she first started out uh, in the Austin comedy community 
and then uh, finding her way here and then just doing an, an amazing job with, yeah, everything she's just being she's an inspiration. Yeah, just being an inspiration to us all, literally goals. If I can achieve half the things Chrissy achieved in my entire lifetime, I think I will be happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm like the same. I'm like the same. Were you doing the math? Uh, yeah, there I think for me it's like a quarter, maybe an eighth. <laughs> I'm like, I'll be happy. <laughs> we took math. How do you add fractions? Okay, we'll yeah, get to Chrissy that. Chrissy would have done that really quick. But <laughs> it took me a minute. Yeah, we're, we're catching up, Chrissy. We'll meet yeah. you. We'll meet Watch you there. Out. <laughs> anyway, um, well, we hope you all enjoy this episode. Without further ado, Chrissy Shackelford. <laughs> Hi. Um, what's up? How are you doing? Um, you know, I'm doing uh well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm doing surprisingly well. Yeah, uh yeah, yeah. I'm in Texas right now. Oh nice. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So in central time. Well, so I keep having oh, to do is math. It? Is it five o'clock there? No, it's just six. It's just an hour behind. It's not bad. <laughs> I feel like the closer the time difference, the actual harder it is. Because yes. if it's like, right. Because you're like, it's so close. Right. And this time. morning, even I was like, oh, in Cammy's time, it's seven. So tonight for me, it'll be eight. And then I had to be like, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because I know there's an hour difference, but I was like, that's the wrong way. Which way is it? Yeah. What's up and what's down these days? Wow. Where, where in Texas? Right now I'm in Austin. Where? Okay. Well, actually, I'm going to say where. I don't know anything about the Austin neighborhoods, but my best friend lives in Austin. So I can tell her and then she might know. Amazing. Okay. (laughs) So I am, we're staying in an Airbnb right now. um, That is like Clarksville, I guess is the neighborhood you would call it. We're like, tell her that we're right by the big Whole Foods on 6th. Oh, I actually might have been there because I visited her and we went to a really big Whole Foods and they had like a bar thing in it. I'm sure it's that. I mean, it's the big Whole Foods. So I'm sure that's the one. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Yeah. She loves it down there. Um, She's lived there for, I think, five years now. So she, yeah. And you're from there, right? You're from Austin? Well, I'm from Dallas originally, but yes, went to college in Austin, lived here for a while. So I say I'm from here. Okay. I love it. It's very fun to be here. It's weird that it's like in these times. So it's really just like takeout from our favorite places, like not going Mm -hmm. to a lot of them, but yeah, that's totally cool to get to walk around. The weather's nicer. So I can like go to like parks and see friends at a distance, which has been really nice. Yeah. It's gotta be nice to have the space. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Airbnb, I would say is, like probably the same size as our old apartment in New York. So we don't have too much space, but the fact that we can like walk around in a way that we felt like not that we couldn't walk in New York, but we lived in Gowanus. So oh, it was yeah. a lot. It was very like industrial. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's right by um we're near that we're near Gowanus. We're in Park Slope, but it's like around mm-hmm. there. Um that's so cool. Well I wanted to start with um kind of like checking in where you're at now and then I want to learn literally all about your Austin times. Um, I may or may not have read a Forbes article about you, which is <laughs> so cool. I was just like, Oh, let me just see like what Chrissy's up to or whatever. And it was just this Forbes article on your life. And it's like, so cool. Like 
just to like have known you like I feel like because we obviously like we were in 201 together we were in like my first improv team ever and yours like, oh I mean, yeah like, ever. You my, my first in New York your first in New York okay awesome yeah because you obviously had like so much experience or whatever and then I was like fresh but we ended up on the same team um yeah. tell everyone we're dating we miss it we love it it was yes. such a fun team full of superstars i think full, full of superstars yeah definitely yeah, who, was on, who was on that team just out of curiosity we had ben stanton ben stanton yep margaret yep burris yep all right michael delisle yep alex morgan not yep. wait that was his name right yep alex he's morgan. the one that i i talked to at least but which is so funny because he's got the same name as a soccer player Oh, I didn't very know famous uh, women's soccer, U.S. women's soccer player. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that was the team. And then we were coached by Aaron Jackson, Aaron Jackson, the wow. one and only. Truly a dream. It was like it was there. actually a dream. Very um, fun days. Yeah. Practicing like just such fun two to three hours every week. It was really fun and it set the bar. I was like, after that, every comedy experience has to be like this. It's not necessarily, but it was just, it was awesome. So, um, but yeah, but you, um, that being said, tangent. So where are you at now? So you, um, I mean, I believe this is true. You are currently writing for last week with John Oliver. Is that correct? Yes. Last week tonight. Last week tonight. I currently write for that. I started May of 2020 very cool yeah it started in the pandemic wow so i've never been to the office i've never met my coworkers. what (laughs) wow yeah it's really wild that sounds like it would be like amazing and terrifying at the same time yeah there's a lot of upsides which is like the the working from home of it all is like there are parts of that that are really good because like when we have assignments that take a lot of time it's like oh I'm not wasting any time during my day commuting I can like work for very long hours but then the downside is that it really feels like I'm playing virtual reality job you know (laughs) right I don't see anyone (laughs) who works there and never have that's so strange do you guys do like um like zoom hangs or you can like at least see people and like get to know yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 there's phone calls it's just like when people are like oh man i missed the office i'm like i missed the concept of an office <laughs> but i don't have like a physical thing in my head that i'm thinking about when i say i miss the office that is so wow. strange that is so <laughs> strange we live in a different time i just can't believe it like we had i mean for my day job which is way less cool it's like working at this finance company but i like doing like oh we both have the same job now. yeah we both work there now yeah um, we do like cool. cust- we do customer <laughs> service um and we like had this like we work and i think they it, like blew up i don't know what happened but like it's just we all just work remotely and it's so weird um but that's really cool so you so you started i guess what six months ago roughly i guess six months now yeah six yeah. months ago okay very cool um and you um was that something that you were like aspiring toward were you like excited to like join this team was it like something that was exciting to you yeah I mean for sure I like love my job I love having it (laughs) um (laughs) I was fair I think I've done so many packets 
that like when I get reached out to about doing a packet, I am like excited for a second. But my first thought is like, well, this is a lot of work I'm going to have to do for no like reward to come out mm-hmm. of it. Um, and even like I've been lucky I've had jobs, but I still for the like small handful of jobs I've had, I've done like 5,000 times more packets for jobs that I didn't get. Right. So when I got the packet for that, it was literally the week of everything locking down in March. Oh my God. Mixed with my, my then fiance, now husband. Yes. Yes. He like had COVID. Oh, and this was Whoa. when everything was shutting down and we were like, do you have COVID? Is th- this was still like, if you're sick, it's probably the flu. Stay home though. Everything's shutting down like quarantine, but like, don't go to the hospital because like you're young and you probably just have the flu. Oh my so, God. So he got really sick and we were like, well, hopefully it's just the flu. <laughs> and it, was, it was definitely COVID and mm-hmm. it was like bad COVID for two weeks, like symptoms oh for 12 God. days straight. And that was while I wrote the packet for last week. Oh my God. (laughs) And then I just sent it off and it was like, okay, I just wrote another, like, I really wasn't a thought in my brain of like, I'll get this job because again, like you just write so many packets that you send off. Yeah. And then like maybe a month later, maybe in April, I got reached out to do a second round of the packet. And I was like, okay, this might be a thing. And then I did it. And then that turnaround was really quick. And they're like, we want to interview you. And then once you get to the interview process, you, you're already starting to fantasize. Like, oh, how could this you could be my life? Yeah, <laughs> this could be it. Oh, my god! Thankfully, it was. So, yes, I'm very excited. I'm very happy to be working. That is that's so, so cool. cool. Yeah, that's awesome. It's always a, such a delight to see someone that you're friends with, like, do well. It's just like, it's just a relief. You're like, oh, OK, at least like good people are doing the stuff you know like it's just yeah great yeah yeah that's really and it's always a reminder that you're like yeah we're we're all in it like it would be so it's so much stranger when like new shows or things come out and I don't know anyone involved because I'm like who are all these people like I I feel like I'm in a I love all the people I want why don't people I know why aren't they in it and it makes it it's strange when I don't know someone and I'm always have a red flag I'm like right I haven't even heard of that person (laughs) who (laughs) is that not in a mean way (laughs) because like even like people you see on Twitter who you don't know in real life that you're like aware that they're funny and they get a job you're like cool that makes sense because they're funny right even if you don't personally know them but it's it's the randos who you're like I've never heard of you. Yeah, like that where... freak me out. <laughs> no, that does make sense. Like there's a whole other fleet of people. I don't know who they are. There is an alternate universe of just comedians that we don't know. No, just get well, it. just jacked. makes you feel like part of the industry, even if you're not like in the industry right then. You know, like even 100%. if you don't have an industry shop, it's like when your friend gets it, it feels like, yeah, we're all in this and we're like all working towards something. To- we were li- literally saying the exact same thing. Like what, wh- whatever, whatever it was like over dinner or something. We were like, it feels good to feel like you're, yeah, like in the same world and like it could be possible for you. So that is really cool. So congratulations. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, I'm curious. Like- so much. I was curious about like the interview process over like COVID over zoom, like if, like, hey, <laughs> yeah. I, like over zoom, like, is that like, what was that like? I mean, it was maybe, I guess that interview happened beginning of May. So I think people were more appli- um, acclimated to zoom at that point. So it felt 
just more like a normal Zoom call. It, it's weird. Like now Zoom feels very normal to me <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. second nature. So it wasn't that. And I had done, I've done like interviews for jobs in LA before. So I've had to like do a Skype interview. So thankfully I wasn't like brand new to doing an interview over FaceTime. Right. Right. Yeah. No, jobs that, that makes- I didn't get, obviously. I, never <laughs> looked in LA. I, I didn't get those jobs. Right. How do you feel about, um, kind of side note about LA? Are you in the school of thought that's like only for a job or are you like maybe one day for fun because I like the weather? Oh my gosh. I gotta tell you that this whole pandemic has <laughs> changed everything I've thought oh. about LA. Oh my gosh. Tell <laughs> Not- me. Cause I used to think for a while it was like, yeah, I'm only going to LA for a job. Like yeah. I hope to one day be lucky enough where I have to go to LA. Yeah. But then as a, I was like growing, I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe just go to LA. Maybe that might be fun. It'd be nice to have like more space. The weather might be nice. Um, and then this pandemic happened yeah. and, and, you know, I got a job that will like when things open up, make me need to be back in New York, which is great because I love New York. But yeah. also there's a part of me that's like, wait, why would I ever want to go to LA right. if I didn't have to? Because this pandemic has proven I can be anywhere and right. do maybe not the acting stuff because, but who's like, I mean, I feel like very few people are actually getting like acting jobs right now, but right. I don't know. It just changed my mind. I was like, oh, I could just like live in Austin and do what I want to do. Yeah, I could live anywhere. So cool. <laughs> Literally anywhere. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we were talking, we were like, let's move to London. I don't know. Just like live. In <laughs> yeah. London. Like who, you know, well, somewhere cheaper, maybe. I know. But- I know we could do our, yeah, you could just yeah, do it anywhere. It I'm is- like curious, like when things open back up, if you can choose to, I imagine for, your job it would be harder to be like oh, i'm gonna stay here yeah because like the impulse to like you want to be like in it but yeah i think definitely i'm assuming my job like when we need to go back we'll go back obviously but i think it's more the like oh it doesn't feel i used to think like leaving new york and going and even like going to la and having to kind of restart would just take so much time but I feel like the pandemic has shown like, oh, if I wanted, if, the, if I like wasn't working like on a job, I could, I could go somewhere for like two months, like a different place when the world's back open and just be like, I'm just going to like go right and like live and like work on some stuff for two months. Yeah. Uh, and I don't need to be in this city. I don't know. I yeah. know it's all still a flurry. It's, it definitely opens but- up like. Um, I, I see what you're saying, like about because time this, has slowed down. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. It's time doesn't down. feel as precious anymore in a weird way, even though we're in the middle of a deadly pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can, but we're also so aware of how much time there is in a day. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, it's this it's psychotic, a very weird seesaw. I'm like distinctly so... aware of when it's two 33 every day. Cause the sun hits me, hits my desk, like in the exact same way. Yeah. Like, and I know our... I'll be in that spot at that time. It's so sick. I'm like, like, it's the first time in my life where I'm like, it's two 33. <laughs> and I look at it like exactly right. And I'm like, I'm glad I've like figured that out. <laughs> it's like 
<laughs> like the stuff that like we weren't aware of before, just like even like thinking that certain possibilities weren't like in our, you know, whatever, like, yeah, possible. It just like now you're like, oh, yeah, I could I could rethink things, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, but, we, like, had a, yeah it just. Oh, go ahead. No, go. Go, Lane. Oh, I was, <laughs> I was just gonna say, uh, <laughs> speak up. Um, yeah, we were talking the other day about like New York. And we we're like, why? Like, we had just moved and stuff, and we were like, why are we in New York? <laughs> we, had, like, <laughs> yeah. we were just like, oh, because relationships and like all this stuff. But I was like, it's so, like, what is New York anymore? Like, nothing we like is here. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. I mean, my family I mean, like, does. Yeah. My family <laughs> does live in New York, so they're here. So that's, yeah, that's, but they were in. But, but they, they were weren't in, even they here. Were they were. Yeah. Months. They were like in Bulgaria. So, but um, yeah. But I hear you. It's... How was I? Um, apologies. I have not kept up with Bulgaria during the <laughs> pandemic. Oh. But how are they doing as a country? Honestly, they're they're doing okay. It's like pretty similar okay. to all of Europe. They had okay. they had a spike way later, so it was interesting because they were there um, with my brother and um, we when we were experiencing the worst of it here. So I was kind of freaking out because, but they were like, "What are you? It's fine. Everything's fine." Mm-hmm. And then closer to the end of their stay a lot of their friends were getting sick and I was like, you guys should probably come back, but it's, it was just a weird cause yeah. Time. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's like this, you know, it's, it's locked down and stuff and pretty similar, but um, yeah. Um, I do want to talk about also another thing that's going on in your life right now. Cause you mentioned it already. Um, getting married. Marriage. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So can you tell us a little about a little bit about that? I, before you say anything, I just want to say, I saw your tweet. It was like, I got married. <laughs> lol. The second I got engaged, I knew the day I get married, I'm going to tweet. I got married today. LOL. <laughs> Um, so I've been really waiting for that. That was like the best because it was also amidst like all these like, like yeah, horrifying dudes, things like, happening. Horrifying. And then it was years just popped up. It's like, wow, got married, moving on. <laughs> so much like big life event. It's like that is how it felt though. Even though I wanted to tweet that since the day I got engaged in the before pandemic times, we had like right before everything locked down we had booked a venue here in austin for a big wedding and then obviously postponed that yeah um and then we were like well maybe you know we we left new york at the end of september because our lease was up and it was like what's the point of being here um so we were like maybe you know we could do like a just an outdoor like small just with our family type thing and then that was like not going to happen. Just felt like too dangerous, even that. So the getting to the actual marriage was just like, well, let's just go to the courthouse yeah, <laughs> um, and get married. And it took like five minutes. So the tweet, it, the mayor, the ceremony felt very much like the tweet, just like this happened. Sure. And like, here it is. Right. Right. I mean, that's kudos to you because I know it's like some folks tried to do like Zoom wedding. Like, did you think about doing that like a Zoom thing or? No, because we still want to have like a big party. Yeah, that's what um, I was thinking. Like, pe- don't people want to like dance and stuff and be with their friends or I mean, even if it's later. Yeah. Yeah. So we just are like waiting um, so that we can have the big party, but we wanted to be actually married. But we didn't think about like live streaming it 
we've watched some of them. I think that's great. It, it just like wasn't, especially for what we were doing, it really was three to five minutes. Like, sure. and there were no, they, you couldn't even bring a witness like right. to the courthouse. It was just me, my husband and the judge. So it's like, <laughs> we would have had to hold the camera. Uh, it just wouldn't have worked. So do they, ha- I, is that part of a wedding where you have to have someone witness you uh, sign the thing? Is- Normally, I think they're I normally think, right. Yes. I thought so too. Yeah, yeah. So the judge, the, well, the judge saw. I you. guess the judge, the judge yeah. was just the witness, but they were very clear at the courthouse. They were like, "You can't bring anyone in. It's just wow. the couple can come in. Like, you can't bring a friend or anything." Which was fine, but wow. just that was just yeah. COVID protocol. Hmm. Just for COVID reasons. Yeah, just for COVID. I think normally because we saw they had like a big bulletin board outside. Um, the judge's office that had couples who had gotten married there before. And it looked like they had like people in there with them. Right. Um, Right. Yeah. This is specifically a COVID protocol. Wow. What a shift. What a shift. Are you still planning on having a wedding like a proper? Yes. You know, I hope. Yes. I hope so. Very much would like to have a big party. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. Congratulations. Yeah. Congrats. That's Thanks. really cool. Yeah. And you guys have been together for a while, I feel like, right? Yeah. Almost like nine years. Yeah. It'll be nine years in April. Okay. So. Did you meet in Austin? We did meet in Austin. You did oh. meet in Austin. I kind of <laughs> knew did. that, but I had to ask for the <laughs> listeners. Yeah. For uh, the listeners. For the listeners out there. <laughs> hey, Bob. Um, yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. Because I, I know that... Um, you did and you you both moved to New York at the same time yes a little bit staggered but basically the same time like a couple months staggered just because of like jobs and stuff but very cool same year right and also for listeners does he do comedy as well or um yes well we met at a comedy theater in Austin Mm -hmm. um and his day job, his job, he's not a day job, it's his job. <laughs> yeah. He's an uh, associate creative director at an ad agency, oh, um, awesome. specifically like copywriting. So he writes commercials and stuff like funny things. Oh, that's, oh, that's so, so cool. cool. That's yeah. so cool. Very cool. Um, yeah. He's a he's a madman. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so I don't know if you're does familiar with the show. Does he look like, oh, uh, I think look like a mad man? He got mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a cardboard cutout of John Hamm. <laughs> Every time he walks into a room, that song starts playing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chrissy drags the cardboard. Honestly, I always thought it was weird improv shows when you drag the cardboard around, but I was like, okay, she loves the cardboard. Like, this is my boyfriend. <laughs> this is my boyfriend. He's going to be my husband one day. And we're like, okay, okay. <laughs> you do you. Um, that's awesome. Well, speaking of day jobs and early life in Austin, um, what, um, I'd love to like learn a little bit more about that and your life in Austin before you came to New York. I know you said you're originally from Dallas. Did you move to Austin pretty early in your life or was that like a later in life thing? I moved to Austin, um, for college. So I, you know, grew up and went to high school in Dallas. So until I was 18 and then went to the university of Texas at Austin, Awesome. Um, to be a theater and dance major. Yes, theater and dance. <laughs> yes, and dance. theater and dance. Yes, yeah. movement. Move. Oh my god, I took so many oh. dumb movement classes. I love um, movement. I love movement. <laughs> I think it is awesome. It's just uh. so fun. I remember the first time I took a I class. Who's <laughs> 
Well, I just remember the first time I took a class in college that the class was just called movement. Yes. Yes, it, like, is. it is called movement. Oh, it's I like not that. called, it's not like modern dance one or like intro to jazz. It's like movement. And then that's when you realize like there is a whole world that is yeah. not dance. It's not acting. It's movement. <laughs> like what is that's so funny? It's like oh walking into God. a math class and they're like, plus sign. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, <laughs> like here's <laughs> they're like numbers. And you're like, what? What? Oh my one of gosh. my movement classes, and this was I think the worst class I ever took. Mm-hmm. Um and I loved a lot of my movement classes, but this one I took, I think my freshman or sophomore year. <laughs> one of the exercises was she was like, okay, partner up. You two all our dogs. <laughs> it's like you have to follow each other around the room, chase each other like dogs, and you can only communicate through barks. Oh my god! <laughs> I missed that class so I skipped that class so much because I was like, "This is the dumbest shit Wait, ever." Every class you had to be a dog, or just <laughs> no, 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 just like one every exercise class. she made us do specifically, and it was like an explore the explore the dog barks like what kind of dog are you do you yap are you a growler (laughs) no no that's the kind of stuff like i didn't do theater in college but we did it in high school and like the milling and seating it was just like and now Mm. you are you know it's like yeah like it's just insane um but honestly, it'd be super fun to do now. I think it would like, I'd love to oh, have like a dog. It sounds great. For sure. <laughs> like, I'd eat it up. And I liked yeah. most of my movement classes. It was just that right. one class that I was like, these extra, you've pushed it too far. I've given you a lot of goodwill, <laughs> like being classes. here. <laughs> it's just called movement. So you're like, this is going to be pretty like, yeah, like on the level. And then like, yeah. So funny. Did you, um, when, um, in high school, so a little bit before that, obviously, mm-hmm. um, when you were in Dallas, were you always into, were you like a creative, um, uh, teenager, even younger, you know, were you always sort of into that, um, and kind of knew this was going to be your life or knew it was going to be your life that, um, I was always creative and like into the arts and stuff. Like I did, um, ballet and dance, um, kind of my whole life um nice. but I, I also went to like a small school where people did everything so I did my but I would say like my main two thing activities were theater and softball okay um but again at that school I did everything so like for a while I was on the yearbook I was also in the choir and it was because there were like 80 kids um right in my class so everyone but the main things I liked were theater and softball Um, and then going to college, I don't know if like, I talked about this recently with someone, but I think when I decided I wanted to be a theater major, it was like, well, I just really like doing this. Like, I really like doing this. I want to be an actor and I don't think I realized like what, what it meant to like live a creative life. Right. Because, which I'm glad that I went into theater and dance because it kind of teaches you like, oh, this is kind of how you just make a life as a creative person. And I don't think I had that under, and now I feel like that's what I do. And I really like that. Right. And I don't think I had that understanding as a high schooler. You just are like, oh, actor. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. And not like the realities of life where it's like, oh, how do you want to spend your days? And it's like, oh, I kind of want to spend my days like being creative. Right. And 
that's the kind of encapsulation of it that could include a lot of things, but totally it, you can broaden your, your options. Right. Right. Yeah. But um, yes, always very creative. Yes. Um, always loved the stage. I was oh. a very quiet child at mm-hmm. home um, and kind of loud at school is one of those. Oh, um, sure, sure, sure. Same. Yeah. And the being on stage, I was really loved because I, I felt like um, a, a different person is the wrong way, but I just kind of felt like licensed to do whatever I wanted up there without any repercussions. Totally. Totally. Do you remember any plays you did in high school? Oh, in high school? Yeah. Um, my high school did not have like a robust theater program, but we did play. I played Dolly Ooh, in Hello Dolly. Hello Dolly. <laughs> I was 17 I was years old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so there's that. Year old. That's like the best. Yeah. Playing like an old bra. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Oh my God. That's. Uh, and then I, we did Pride and Prejudice and I played the oldest sister who is, um, famously the most boring Jane and it is, uh, was truly because I'm tall and mm-hmm. I was tall and I, I mean, I, I'm five, eight, so like fairly tall. I'm not like, I'm not a basketball player, but right, right. I was taller than everyone else. They were like, Hmm, oldest sister purely <laughs> because of height. Right. Um, yeah. And then when I was dancing, like as a child and stuff, I did the Nutcracker every year. And oh, that's I awesome. loved that. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, was your family at all um, creative? Were they supportive of you when you decided to like do that for, for college? Yeah, definitely. They, um, I would say everyone in my family is very creative. Um, my brother is a musician. Oh, very oh, cool. Awesome. What kind? Yes uh guitar and piano i don't know like he plays music yeah yeah or like what kind he has like a day job he he does like seo as his day job but he he like writes and stuff and writes music and he was in a band he's five years older so he was in a band all growing up um so i was kind of always or always around that he like had a high school band i used to like sell merch at their shows like the little sis um my sister's really creative and she's like very into like reading and writing like literature is kind of her thing very um, cool so she, i think we're all younger? a pretty creative brood she's older I'm she's older too oh you're the youngest okay very yeah. cool we're all the me too and same with him well i don't think so i don't yeah. think it's a coincidence so. yeah not at all um very cool okay so they so when you were like hey i'm gonna go study theater they were like great we love that for you we think that's yeah, I think there's also a part that because I was the youngest, it was like sure, okay. <laughs> I like I didn't. Sure. We've been through it, and you're gonna be fine. Yeah. You're like okay, whatever you want, just get yeah. out. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, cool. So, um, so college happens. You get to like experience that. Um, do you after college you stay in Austin and start doing comedy? So my after college is actually kind of a, a kooky little experience. It's not that kooky, but um, I was, so I was a theater and dance major all of college. And then my last year I decided on my winter break to go to the, take like a winter intensive at the second city mm-hmm. for oh. comedy. Um, so it was just a week long. And in the first half of the day, it was like improv 101. And the second half was sketch 101. And, or they may call it, 
they might not say 101, whatever they call their classes. Right. Um, and it was great. And I loved it. And I was like, I love this so much. And I came back from my final semester and uh, my school was offering a course called comedy acting, which was taught by this like very old man. It was so nice. <laughs> but, but I loved it because his he was like teaching us vaudeville stuff. Like we had oh, a week cool. that was just about like double takes and like uh, like pratfalls. And then your final scene, you had to like implement all these like just tried and true like comedy formula things. It, it was a great class. I loved it. That's awesome. So I, I took that class and then I signed up for like classes at a local improv theater in Austin. And I, it very much felt like a, a pivot point of like, okay, I think I'd rather do this than like, um, like the serious uh, work that I had been doing in college. Sure. Not that I don't like that, but I just felt more, I had more fun doing the comedy stuff. But, you know, some insecurities start like creeping in. You're 22 years old. Mm -hmm. I also had a professor who kind of, um, you know, made some comments about my <gasps> looks wow. and like uh, how wow. I, yeah, how I would make it in the, in the biz no. uh, based on my looks. Uh, and I think that him. got in my head. <gasps> um and so I was like, okay. And all through college, I was also um, a teaching artist. So I worked with this like theater company in Austin and taught kids like creative writing through um, like uh, theater stuff and whatnot. And, and that's, and I worked summers at like theater camps at that theater. So that was kind of like the job getting me through college. Very cool. So I also had that on like, that was my day job essentially in college. So I had that skill set. And so I applied for an education internship right out of college at this place called Actors Theater of Louisville, which is a regional theater, um, very good, good regional theater. And I got that. So I moved to Louisville after college Whoa. to do like a nine month education internship. Got there. It was very cool, but I just kind of quickly realized, one, I was like getting paid nothing right so I had to have a second job at night uh hosting trivia which was like my coolest yes. life job I will say I hosted <laughs> trivia five nights a week wow. Um, wow it was so fun oh my gosh um it sometimes sucked because like I don't know people at bars could be weird but the bar would always give you food oh and drinks that's so, awesome so we're just like okay um <laughs> Anyway, so I was working so much. I was getting paid nothing to this education internship. And once I was there, I kind of realized like I was already doing this work in Austin, this education work in Austin. And now I'm spending all of my time doing it and all of my free time. I'm like working a job. Right. Because I'm not getting paid for this other thing. So I quit after like three months. Yeah. Because I was like, I think I don't want to do education. I think I want to do acting. And I was a little scared and jumped into my quote unquote fallback too quickly. Sure. So I quit and I moved back to Austin. Um, Cause I was like, well, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna just do education, then I might as well get paid for it and have more time at the end of the day to go do comedy, which is what I did. So I moved back to Austin and I got a full-time job at a theater doing arts education. And then at night I went and did comedy at uh, a theater called Cold Town Theater in Austin. 
So awesome. I was like taking classes, doing shows. And then during the day was working at this really cool theater in Austin. It's like a great theater. I love that job. Right. Um, doing arts edu. And then because I had a salary, I was like, well, now I can save up. Right. So I worked for like two years, I think in Austin that way. Um, and saved up to move to New York. Right. And then I moved to New York in 2014. When you were um, in Austin working for, for those two years, how, mm-hmm. what led you to decide to move to New York? You were like, were you thinking like next step, that's the move? Or did you know of UCB? Was that something that was like in your sort of like career? Yeah, I knew about UCB, but I don't think they were like the driving force. I think after right. being in Austin back from the internship, for a few months, I was like getting my feet wet back in the Austin comedy scene and feeling really good and like getting to do a lot of shows. And I think after doing it for a bit, I was like, I think that I'm good at this. And I think that I would like to do it seriously. So for me, it just felt like, oh, I think the way to do this seriously is I'll have to move to New York. And then once I kind of made that decision, I was like, okay, well, I, I need to save up to do that. And, and then, you know, because I knew about UCB, I was like, well, yeah, that's where I'll take classes there um, in New York, which I'm glad that I did. But I I think like when you're not in New York, you don't know, or at least back then, this was what, 2013, around 2012 through 2014, I had certainly not heard of like the the magnet or the pit. And that's not a disparagement on them. It's just like, I don't think nationally they were known. Like I think around that time UCB had put out the training manual that was in bookstores everywhere. So they just had like a bigger national name. Totally. To me, it was like, well, when I moved there, that's where I'll take classes. Cause I thought that was like, that's where you take them. Right. Totally. Um, In terms of like your, when you were saying like, oh, I think I'm good at this and like getting your sort of like, um, he has to get the sourdough. (laughs) Sorry. I love that. Uh, We already have one book, but we must have two. Um, So when, um, when you were talking about like um, something that I think is always in my mind is like, you know, how we get validation in this like space, you know, this like craft that we do or whatever. It's like, so sometimes it's like, um, it's hard to feel like you are good at something without that. Did Mm -hmm. you experience like um, a taste of that in Austin? You were like, okay, I'm getting validation for this, which makes me think I'm good. Or were you sort of like, oh, I feel like I'm like, you just felt it in your bones. It was like meant for you. Maybe it's a combo. I don't know. I think kind of both. Yeah. Because I think there were times when I was like doing it, whether it was like in class or in a show where it just kind of felt like, oh, this is, and granted, I wasn't really doing sketch back then. I was just kind of doing improv. Right. I did like a little bit of written stuff, but a lot of it was improv at that time. And I was just right. like, I feel really natural doing this. So I think that felt like something like, oh, follow this instinct because it felt really natural. And I felt like I felt while I was doing it good. Not that I was good, but I felt good. And then yeah. Honestly, yeah, I got a lot of validation. And a lot of that came from just like, you could do so many shows here. And then when you like do really well on a show in a small theater that I think sits like 45, that's like crammed and people are laughing, that like feels so good. (laughs) I was was feeling that. that, I was feeling that all the time when I was like 22, 23, doing all of these. And I was just like, yeah, I felt really good 
Yeah. No. Yeah. That's, that's like the best feeling in the whole world is making people laugh. Um, and I think that's something I really value having done that before coming to New York. Right. Cause I think, cause even like coming to New York, it took a while before you're like, or before I felt like I was doing shows where it was like, Oh yeah, I nailed that. Or like, not in like a gross way, but in just like that feeling you get, like that felt good. That felt like how it's supposed to feel. Yeah. Um, and I was getting that so much in Austin and I, and not that I didn't have bad shows. I certainly had some real clunkers, <laughs> um, but I was just doing so much of it because it was a smaller scene. I was just able to like do more shows that the good outweighed the bad. And I feel like in New York, what was, what is so hard when you start out is that the scene is so big yeah, and it's like hard to find, like I had a hard time recreating that um, in New York, which I think is kind of why I like pivoted away from improv. Cause I was like, the work that I'm putting into this is not, it, it's not giving me the rewards that I would like, because I mean, we were on that team. Mm-hmm. We were having so much fun doing it for sure. But then there were times where I'm like, I'm working so much like just to make money. And then I have to like go to a basement that's like 15,000 stops away yeah. on the train. And there's like two people here. And I felt like the goodwill of like it being like, yeah, but I'll get to see some friends and hang out was like running out for me where I was like, I can't put this much time into something that's not giving it back. Yes, absolutely. So then I was like, I think I have to start writing (laughs) for myself. I think I have to like do something. (laughs) This instant gratification is not like, this can't be right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's it's insane. Well, especially if you're like, you know, if you're, you know, if you're doing it for like, knowing that it's a stepping stone to hopefully a career you're like well I want like I want this to feel worth it I mean obviously you can also do it you know because you love it but or both but it's like it is that you know it's like you you are like in a basement with one person and you're like okay well is this an agent or what's your deal like are you gonna see me (laughs) think I'm funny so it's like um but that is really cool so you so the shift to sketch and characters sort of came out of this like you know wanting to um to like explore what else is out there and like hopefully like um take the next step in your career sounds like yeah and I think it was another thing where it's like I feel like I've had these different phases in my adult uh life uh where I find a new thing that clicks with me. So like doing improv felt like a shift from just the normal like acting I was doing. And it felt like, okay, something shifts. I feel good. This feels good on me. And then, then I took, when I was starting out in New York doing all the improv, I finally took a character 101 class and doing that, I was like, oh, this is the, this clicks like, it was like a new thing of like, Hey, you've unlocked, it feels like you've unlocked a new level in the video game of, uh, your life or your creativity where you're like, Oh, (laughs) um, so, and once that clicked in it, I felt like it was a huge pivot of like, well, this is all I want to do. This feels so much better than, um, the, like putting in all this work for the improv. Now I can like control what feels good. Yeah. Um, and it felt less, it still didn't feel great, like schlepping around with costumes and stuff to little shows in New York. But I don't know why it felt like 
less soul crushing sometimes yeah. <laughs> to, to do a character to a, a few people than to do improv. I don't know. Maybe it's the aspect of like when there's more people on the stage than there is in the audience, you just start to feel like what? And when you're by yourself, <laughs> it's like you wrong. can't outnumber the audience. <laughs> Yeah, there's always there's a bartender. There's always a bartender. There's always a bartender. Like always a tie. <laughs> At least a tie. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally true. Um, well, I, I mean, you it was amazing to watch your trajectory because obviously, like, we had been on that team together and like just I, I feel like you um like as soon as you started doing characters, like you were just like it was like the trajectory was like I felt like you were like took a class team teacher it was like within like a month yeah of what it, it seemed like to me or whatever um, no I mean it was fairly quick in a way quick. that I was not expecting like I took that class loved it um and then Do you I think who a, taught it oh yeah Joanna Bradley oh yeah oh, oh yeah. wow that's it awesome was, it was just so good she was oh. great she was such a great teacher amazing um, and she's very much like my voice too, you know? So I felt very like everything she does, I think is so funny. Like she's um, so amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I took that class and then a couple weeks later after the class ended characters, welcome auditions were going on and I was eligible since I had taken one one and I thought like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. And I got ready. So much <laughs> so hard for that audition like I yeah. think everyone does and I remember doing the audition and it is the only time I have ever felt this way I, I feel like I'm chasing this audition feeling for the rest of my life where because I had no expectations I was like no one knows me in this scene I like the people who know me are like other indie improvisers it's like nobody at UCB knows me I haven't taken that many classes here these teachers don't know me I don't even know the people that are in the room watching me. Like I had no expectations. So I went in and I had truly like the most fun doing that audition. And when I walked out, I was like, oh my God, that was so fun. Yeah. And I think it was one of the things where it's like, it was maybe like one of the first times I was performing characters for that long, like for <laughs> an audience. I had done some indie shows after that one-on-one class, but not too many. Yeah. So it felt really good. And I even remember talking to a friend afterwards who had also auditioned. I was like, I don't know. It felt so good. I don't think I'm going to get it. They don't know me, but I had so much fun. Yeah. And then I got it and I was like, what? This rules. That's so That's... funny. Cause it was like the biggest show you've done. <laughs> like, this is, there's a panel of like six people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's so amazing. Yeah. And it was great. I loved being on it. And then, yeah, kind of, quickly um that was maybe like five months after I was on characters welcome Frank Garcia Hale like recommended me to be a teacher so it, it did kind of wow. like happen wow. within like a year kind of a thing of like I took character one one then got characters welcome then a few months later he was like yeah I think you should teach that's incredible that's that's so who cool. was directing yeah. characters um when you were on so it started with Justin and um, Justin Tyler and Michael Hartney. And then like the second month into my time, that was when Hartney got School of Rock. Oh, so, wow. So he went and did that. So I only got like two months of him as a coach. And then Frank was the fill-in for him. Wow. So it was basically Justin Tyler and Frank for my whole time. 
That's awesome. And the AD at the time was Shannon. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Wow. That is so wild. Yeah. A year. I mean, did that, was that like scary for you? Were you like happy to just like be on this journey or like, what were your thoughts at the time when it was happening so quickly from like, literally like YOLO audition to teaching the class? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, the, the crazy thing is, is that I had, I have, I had had so much teaching experience. So the actual like leading a class, I was like, that's not that crazy. Uh, right. <laughs> it was more of like, uh, will my notes make sense? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or like, will I have notes? And then you get in there and you're like, yes, you obviously have notes for people. Uh, yeah. It's a very like, come. it's very natural. If you write characters, you know how to note them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I don't know. I, I guess maybe it felt, cra- it's hard to look back and say how it felt. I don't remember, I remember being really shocked when I got on the team and like really excited when I was recommended to teach because it meant like, oh, I can make money <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. doing this thing. Yeah. Um, not like live off money, but it was like supplemental in, in a way it's like, oh, cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It all felt natural. Yeah. I hate to say, I don't want to say it sound like, yeah, it was normal because it like wasn't normal. I realize it's not everyone gets to go through it as quickly, but um, I I just I remember like pounding away. I remember that time period is like being always on the go. Yeah. Uh, so to me, I don't know if I even like stopped to like take it all in because I was just like, go to this job, go to that job. I was trying to write a solo show. I was like always searching for the next thing. So I was just it just felt like a part of my routine. Totally. All that stuff. Um, which now that you bring that up, you know, I re- I forgot this podcast was about day jobs. Um, so when you were, <laughs> what is this? Um, so when you were, um, hustling in New York, um, you know, besides like teaching were, what were some of your day jobs that you had to balance out like the creative chase, you know? Um, I was a babysitter. That yeah. was like the first big one. I was a babysitter with a babysitting agency, um, And I did a lot of like temp jobs where it would be like this, we need a sitter last minute this weekend. Um, And I would do a lot of those. Um, And I worked at, I I had so many different day jobs. So I'm just going to list like the main ones. (laughs) The main ones are babysitting. I did a lot of temp jobs. Sometimes I had families, but those really only lasted like six months. Um, Never too long with those. And then uh, during the holidays for like, three, four years, I think I worked at the retail markets. So, uh, with this like necklace company. So two years, it was at union square. And then I think two years after that was at Bryant park. Um, yeah, that was like the cushiest day job I had. Not that I, I think I made like the least money from that, but all I had to do was sit it, like I could read when people like I loved working retail. It wasn't like full retail because it was just a booth. Like I didn't have to like, you know, do crazy inventory or anything like that. But I, it was just the easiest day job I had ever had. What? Oh, that's um, awesome. How did you do you remember how you landed on that? Was it like a friend's recommendation? Or? That was through the babysitting agency I was working with. One of the oh. other sitters there had started this company and she wanted people who worked from the agency to work for it. So I just like answered a job posting through the agency's job posting listing. And it was great. Yeah. I did that for like, I think, yeah, three or four Christmases. 
and it was nice. It was good money and you got like good hours. And then the main one I did for a while. Uh, so all of these are kind of like, I'm doing them at the same time right. was, uh, I was a tour guide for the ride. Uh, right. Yes. This one I remember. Yeah. Which yeah. was, um, in some ways like really fun. Um, uh, you know, when it, when it's, when it was going well, it was going well. And in other ways it was very hard and frustrating. Oh, how uh, so? There's so many people from UCB at the ride, right? Yeah, so many people have filtered in and out through that place. Um, <laughs> so the good part about it is like the job was essentially performing. It was you were hosting a bus full of tourists. There were like jokes um, you did. It was a lot of like improv. You were doing a lot of crowd work for like this tour of Midtown. Right. And the rough part was when like traffic was bad. So sometimes during the holidays, traffic would be up to like your hour and 15 minute ride was like three hours. Whoa. And it's just you. And thankfully you have a co-host, but it would just be like, fill the time, <laughs> fill the time. Go. Um, and then oh there was a lot God. of like management stuff that was just weird. Like, you know, people could only ever be part-time because they didn't want to do benefits. So mm. you could only work a certain amount of hours in the week. And even if you went over those hours, like that didn't mean you got benefits and you often went over those hours because if you were scheduled for like 29 hours that week, but all of your buses had traffic, yeah. you and so you like worked 40 plus hours. Um, so it was that a sucks. lot of like admin stuff like that was crazy. But the nice part about it was I was doing that 2015 through 2017 so that was when I was more getting like a sense of like, oh, maybe I could like find auditions to do during the day. The nice part about the ride was it was everyone who worked there was like an actor. Yeah, that's so awesome. there was a lot of like switching and they were kind of cool with a lot of switching shifts and stuff at the last minute. Like if you get an audition that comes up, you could just like post in a thing and be like, who can take this? And so it was easy in that way. Whereas like babysitting was really hard in that regard. And I kind of stopped doing babysitting the more I did the ride because it was like, if you had to call out from babysitting, you're like letting a family down and they yeah. would be mad at you. Right. Like rightfully. Um, so it got hard to do that. Yeah. That definitely doesn't feel like a flexible gig because the kid's like, I need to be picked up from school. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, very cool. Um, and then teaching character. Right. And then like I lucked into some voiceover jobs through this like one company that, you know, some non-union VO gigs that was pretty consistent work for like a year. And that <laughs> really awesome. like helped out. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's like one of my crazy day jobs. It's not even that crazy. People do voiceover all the time, but it was just this weird like non-union thing. I think I submitted to it from the UCB uh, performer listserv, you know, like yeah. when they like send out things submitted to it and got that. And they just happened to like have work like every month they would be like, can you do a session? And I would come in and do a session. And that was like truly a, a God send that year. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. epic. That's, That's so epic. cool. It's stuff that starts happening when you like make the decision to like go like, yeah. Yeah. And I think the more people that you just sort of like know, 
and know that you exist and not in like a, it's all about who, you know, I mean, just like your friends and stuff. Yeah. Uh, like I've gotten so many just like random jobs. Like, can you write a little thing for this thing for a couple hundred bucks? And it's just like through a friend who knows that I exist and we're friends and they just need somebody to do something. I'm like, Oh, cool. Yeah. I'll write something. Yeah. I'll write this little blurb or whatever. And it's like hard to say like where these jobs a lot of times I'm not like searching for them, but then they'll like pop out and it's just from someone who, you know, or who have worked with before. And you're like, Oh, tight. Yeah. (laughs) Rules. (laughs) Yeah. I'll do that. Um, very cool. So, um, after, after you sort of experience all of that, what would you say is like the, um, your first like comedy job and before, um, and I guess before you even get to that, like what was your, what was your mindset in trying to like get through all of that knowing that like there is light at the end of the tunnel? Because like, even though like, obviously you did a great job of balancing everything and like working toward this, like, I feel like we do have to have this like voice in our head. That's like, just keep going. Cause one day it'll, you know, like something will hopefully happen or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. That's such a great question. Cause you know, I don't know what that, I don't know if I actively have that voice in my head, you know, like the way that movies make it seem like where it's like, yeah, there's that, they just believed that they, it would happen for them. (laughs) I I certainly like hope, hoped that it would happen for me. And I like believed that I was talented, but I think what I realized about myself was like, not that I'm like motivated by failure by any means, but I noticed that anytime I, did a show that was so bad or like got a rejection that felt so embarrassing. I don't know, but just like something bad where I would say the words like, Oh, what is the point of doing this? Like this feels awful. The next day I was like the most productive, like the next week I'd be like the most productive. And I kind of realized like, Oh, it's just kind of a part of me to keep like, it feels so much. That's the thing about, when I was talking about, I don't think I realized what leading a creative life was as a high schooler. Like I, it just feels like being creative and putting stuff out into the world is so much a part of how I operate that I don't know how to turn it off and not like I'm constantly writing. Like I'm not one of those people who's like, I write, I write 10 pages every morning. Like I don't do that, but I do feel like being creative is very much a part of my life in a way that I don't know how I wouldn't be right so it was more like oh I was just kind of always moving because that's what I was always used to doing and that's what I like to do it just felt normal to me yeah um, to be like what should I work on next um what what can I be doing I have this idea for a thing okay I'll write it down um and yeah so I don't know if I had the voice that was like stay in it because it'll all be <laughs> worth it one day. I don't think I operate like that. Yeah. I think yeah. it was more just like, oh, I want to do this thing. So I'll do it. Even though yesterday I felt like shit about it. And I wanted, I re- was like, why would I ever do this? Because I I can't pick, I had a day job in that like arts education, like going into the office. And granted, that was also very creative, like right. very creative day job. But I was just like, oh, I don't want to, do that every day. So I think more of it is like, I actually cannot picture a life that would not be the kind of life that I'm living. So I don't know how I would even be like, 
keep going because there's light at the end of the tunnel because I don't know what the not keeping going would look like. Um, right. It sounds for like for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. So, that's like so refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's just, awesome. It's like I'm going to do this thing and see where it fits rather than like waiting for something to come to like allow me to do this thing. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, that makes it sound like I have a very healthy attitude towards that, but I do. <laughs> it's something I work on constantly, which is yeah. like, cause I do feel like I wait for, or not that I wait. I feel like I'm always kind of constantly making and doing stuff, but I definitely feel like my actual monetary <laughs> um, <laughs> way of working is very much like just wait until someone gives me a job. like money wise, like the actual stuff I'm putting out, I feel very much in control of that. Like if I want to write an article or if I want to write like a new character, I can do that. But the, like getting the money for that, I still definitely feel like I just have to wait for someone to give me that (laughs) opportunity to get money for the thing that I want to do. Totally. It's hard. Totally. Um, I know we're nearing towards an hour mark, so I'm going to I'm going to wrap it up with this question, um, which is in your, in your article. Um, I, I was (laughs) (laughs) the Forbes article, the Forbes article, um, which is (laughs) amazing. Um, you were, you were talking about, um, uh, social media and how that plays into Mm. like, you know, comedy careers, next steps. Do how, what are your thoughts on that in terms of like, were you a player in that? Did you ever feel like you had to plug into Twitter and like go viral to like do something? Were you always just sort of like trying to, yeah. Like what is your opinion on that? I mean, yes, I feel that um, it's like <laughs> a inner dilemma. I have uh, all the time uh, <laughs> I how could you not I don't see how you could not like see people going viral or getting jobs from social media and not beat yourself up about it or be like I gotta get in that rat race or it, it's because it's like it's a new way that's like oh this is a way I could get like a, a job oh, okay well I guess I should try this thing now I don't think it's ever jived well with me. I love Twitter. I got to say, I do, I do love the tweets. Yes. I've been off Instagram. I like have Instagram, but not the app on my phone. I kind of like a few months ago realized like, I think this is bad for my brain. So I, I deleted the app off my phone, but I still have nice. an account. Nice. Um, and I don't check it too often. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I really, I think I've just come a piece of like, I'm not someone who can make fun, like make cool videos. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and I, I, I just have to be at peace with that because I, I think I'm really good at, you know, live performance or like writing scripts, but there's just something about the medium in me that we've never connected uh, of like, you know, putting like weird stuff out and, Lord knows I try and have tried and probably will continue to try because I, you know, feed off failure, it seems. But I think that it's just not, I don't think I'm meant to be like a social media star. And you know what? Right. I am happy with that. <laughs> That's what's, well, that is such a refreshing take because I, I want people to know that there's another avenue. Oh, can you still hear me? Okay. Um, yeah. There's, there's another avenue that isn't that. Um, and so my question, uh, this is actually my last question I lied, sorry, is um, how did you get your first 
um, comedy job, if not through, you know, a viral comedy tweet or whatever it is, or Instagram <laughs> thing? No, it, that's a great question. And I should say, like, I, you know, there's all these takes of like, oh, Instagram and Twitter comedy stars, like, aren't real comedy people. And I gotta say, I don't think that's entirely true. I think we all know people who crush it on the internet and are also very funny in live performance. And to those people, I'm like, like you're on a, you're in a different playing field. Like that's, I can't do that. And you are so good at doing both things. I'm only good at the one. Right. There are like social media stars who are not good live. And those people I don't know personally, but but like, (laughs) obviously I just think, I just think there's a lot of takes that are like, social media people can't aren't actually funny on stage and i just think that's not true i think there are a lot of people who are very funny in both mediums okay just want to get that out there because i don't want anyone to think that i'm just like shitting on people who are good at the internet i (laughs) wish i were one of you i'm not um yeah uh how i got my first comedy job i would say it was like a domino's so and a lot of it you know is owed to not UCB as an entity, but to my time there. Sure. In that I, you know, was on Characters Welcome. I uh, put on a solo show after I did Characters Welcome of just me doing characters that I spanked a couple of times. And yes, Shannon O'Neill was the artistic director at that time. And uh, August of 2017, I think it was. Yeah. Um, there was an SNL showcase at the theater and uh, the SNL did not ask for me then, but Shannon O'Neill put me on as like someone that she thought that that SNL should see from the theater. Um, I obviously did not get SNL, um, but that's okay. That is okay. There's still time. Uh, So cool. Yeah. It was so cool. I peed so many times that night. I'm a nervous (laughs) peer. So like, and I was last on the bill. So I just felt like every five minutes I was going to pee. So I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so I, at that showcase at the SNL showcase, there was an agent in the audience who liked my stuff, who liked my writing. And the next day they asked to do a meeting with me so I met with them and like very luckily this is why I always tell people like I had a pilot script I had a sketch packet they had just seen me do a character set like I had a lot of stuff to give them Great. so I felt very ready for that meeting um so they met with me and I was like yeah here's my pilot here's my sketch packet and you just saw me do five minutes of characters yeah and so they he signed me as a writer and then I just got like a bunch of packets like he was just started sending me packets for late night shows. And like the, I will say that this is the only time I've ever had this like good of a shooting record. Like the third packet that he sent me was for Wyatt Cenac's, um, well, it was untitled Wyatt Cenac show at that time. And I did that packet and got an interview and got hired in October of 2017. And that was the first comedy job. And that was, uh, Great. It was, I gotta tell you, I found out I got that job in an airport because uh, I was on my way to Austin for a friend's wedding. And wow. from that airport, I canceled 
all of my tour guide shifts nice. for that week. I was like, I have a job and I don't, um, I'm sorry. I won't be coming into work this oh week my God. because I have to start a job. That's not this. Oh, that's so, so, I have it felt so, I feel good. so good right now. I, know, I, I feel, feel good. So good. I know it felt uh, so good to just cancel God. the shifts. <laughs> That I cannot wait. Oh, that's like, yeah. that's like the dream. Goodbye yeah. day job. See you. Goodbye never. day job. And oh then that kind God. of like snowballed into, I worked on that show for two seasons and then there were periods of like unemployment in between season one, and season two. Uh, and, uh, but then a producer on that, on our second season had like a friend who was working on a show for Disney plus And it was like, she needs people to write for it. Would you be interested in, interested in that so I submitted to her and then got that job and then last week tonight is like they reached out to me to do a packet and they reached out to all they reached out to a lot of people but they also reached out to all the old white snack writers so I feel very much like everything is kind of like the white snack job I only got because I had an agent who sent me that packet I only got that agent because I did the SNL showcase I only had the SNL showcase because I had been like doing a lot of stuff at UCB like my solo show and characters welcome for a year before that Right. So I feel like it all kind of like is a domino effect. Sure. One thing leads to another. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I feel like once you like break through one sort of like barrier, then that can like help like that leads you to something which leads you to something, which is awesome. Um, very cool. Well, um, any parting words for people who are, you know, (laughs) parting words, um, for people who are just kind of like, yeah, waiting to like, I don't know, like, the big break or whatever it is or like you know yeah any words of wisdom yeah any words of wisdom um I mean I I'll give you this the standard one and then I'll give you the one that I think is uh more futile um (laughs) the standard one is like you know always be ready with your materials like have things that you like especially if you're a writer have a pilot script um, things like that, uh, just so that if something does come along, you're ready for it. I think a lot of people know that, but it's always good to say again. Yeah. And then the futile one is, you know, people ask me a lot, like, what would you tell like your younger self uh, going through it again? And the advice that I would give is maybe not helpful now. Anyway, I should stop undercutting it. The advice that I always give is I feel like I, I'm happy where I am and I, I, liked everything that I went through, but I felt, I feel, I wish I had had a better quote unquote work life balance back then. Mm. Cause I felt very, I feel like I sacrificed a lot of like personal things, just like, you know, little things like, Oh, I didn't really like go out with friends as much as I would have liked to during that time because either I was tired from working or I wanted to like stay in to like work on a character I was doing the next day. And And that made me like all stressed out. And so like, if I did go out, like I probably wasn't very fun. And uh, that's just more like a person thing. I feel very grateful that now I can kind of look and be like, okay, how do I want to, because I have some job security. It's like, how do I want to live my life? And I I think I want to like live like a normal human. (laughs) And I kind of wish that I was living like a normal human earlier. But I know that that's, I know it's like hard advice to give because it's really like hindsight and like, who knows if I had slowed down, I want to live in a world where you don't have to like, like bust your ass so hard to an unhealthy degree yeah, to get to a good 
place. Um, and I, I hope that that can happen for people. Um, it was, we had, to, I think, yeah, it was like forced to happen. I remember us talking about that when the comedy just shut down where everyone was like, I don't miss this right now oh, yeah. <laughs> because every we're all, everyone's exhausted. We're like, we just, yeah. I was like, we have this self-imposed break and it's actually nice. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, okay, we can get back to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah now it's like TikTok. Yeah, March. nine months later, it's yeah. like, okay. Yeah, like yeah. the 30th time I made curry, I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like in the beginning, it was very, it was like nice. It, it felt was nice. weirdly. It wasn't yes. my choice. I would never yeah. choose to like not. Because you feel like you out. can't. You feel like you right. can't. Well, if you right. stop even for a second, you feel behind or you already feel behind exactly. even when you're going a million miles an hour. Yes. So yeah. it's like so weirdly and it sucks that this is the context in which it had to happen. But like to stop, <laughs> it's yeah. like nice to stop. Yeah, it's like, yeah, at the beginning. Yeah. And I didn't get the job until May. So at the beginning, I was like, you know, pretty, pretty unemployed. The most of my work, most of my money was coming from uh, just directing sketch teams. Uh, so that like went away when everything went down and I was like a little like, Oh boy, I had like a little freelance gig, but the slowing down aspect of it was like, I gotta tell you, this is kind of nice to yeah. just like not constantly feel like there's something's like scratching my shoulder to be like, hey, <laughs> yep. do that thing. Yep. Yep. Totally. I think you're totally right. Um, and yeah, hopefully that's the way this continues, but who knows? I mean, who knows what tomorrow will bring, but yeah, I hope <laughs> after <fine>. this, um, <laughs> you know, I hope everyone gets to like live life to the fullest, but also <laughs> I hope that we all our tolerance for pushing ourselves so hard. Maybe hopefully we'll have gone down and we can all go be at uh, a nice pace. But I think this has shown like, oh, you shouldn't worry about other people's timelines, which is something I'm always worried about. I'm always worried about other people's timelines and how it compares to mine. But now that time is nothing, it's like, oh, my timeline is my timeline now. I love that. That is, it is, that's like the gift. If there's silver lining in this entire experience of COVID and whatever, it's that I feel like for creatives, which is awesome um well very cool thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your story and we are just so um we're huge fans we're huge fans we're huge fans and we're just so happy to see you thriving even during these hard times (laughs) it's so cool (laughs) i'm so happy you're married it's just like awesome to hear to yeah to get your your update and glad you're doing well well thanks for having me it's so fun to talk to you too Chrissy Shackelford, everybody. I mean, what a treat. Oh, man, I am. My sweet tooth is through the roof right now. Through the roof right now. Oh, my gosh. Um, You can follow Chrissy on the internet that exists. Um, ChrissyShack.com. She's also on Twitter, at ChrissySH. If you go there, you will find her funny tweets, her funny videos. Yeah, won't regret it. Yeah, won't regret it. Um, You know, Cammy over here. Lane over here. Great. Um, You can follow How Do You Hustle on all things that are podcasts, you know, like Apple, Spotify, and then all the other platforms that I don't know the names of. (laughs) Samsung. Blackberry, if you rock it. Uh, Yes, thanks so much for listening. Hope you have a great day. Contribute to our Patreon. Text me for deets. Woo, bye. Yeah, bye, everybody. Bye.